0: Jesus, we feel the weight of your presence and the encirclement of your love. And we want to say thank you. We have gathered tonight to know you and to be known by you. We have gathered to love you and to be loved by you. So we open wide Everything about ourselves, body, soul, and spirit, in every realm of our life, we open it wide and we say, enter in, Lord Jesus, enter in. And release your love and your healing and your wisdom and your discernment and your joy, all the ways that will fill you up. when you are free we are a transformed people and we came tonight to be transformed by your presence and by the word of your presence I invite you to put your hand over your heart and pretty please affirm with me oh Holy Spirit Give me the power to receive all Jesus has for me tonight. Oh, Holy Spirit, give me the power to receive everything Jesus has purchased for tonight. And I promise I will give him alone all the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I don't think that there is anything more painful to the heart of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit than separation. Everything they are, everything they have ever done, everything they do, everything they will ever do is to mend every form of separation. And perhaps nothing more portrays the picture of separation than the disease of leprosy. We may think that leprosy is not found in the world today, but it is. I've seen it in many countries. Sat with many lepers who still have limbs being eaten off and side of face missing and and, uh, who are just being eaten alive. And yet I think that maybe leprosy, is alive in us and among us in more ways than we know. If you will forgive the cliche, is there anything eating away at you? Is there anything that's robbing you of life? It's a form of leprosy in the spirit you see. It's different for everyone. For some, it's a perfectionism that nothing is good enough, or or what do people think, or I've got to meet people's expectations. For some, it's guilt. For some, it's anxiety. For some, it's what's going on with children and grandchildren and finances, but it's eating away. For some, it's. it's... That person in their life that seems to be able to manipulate and control, and you don't want to keep giving in, but you're giving in, and it's just whatever eats away at you. It can be a sadness, it can be an emptiness, it can be a feeling of, Jesus, I keep waiting for this prayer to be answered, and it's not answered, it's eating away. And it separates us. Anything that eats away at us separates us. It puts a mild separation between us and Jesus. Oh, he's still with us. You'll still hear his voice. His presence will still be with you. But there's an extra weight and closeness that we're missing. And sometimes we don't even know we're missing it. And sometimes those things that eat away at us separate us from ourselves. We feel like we want to do this, but we're pulled in this way or separates us from others. And anything that separates breaks his heart. And even if while I'm talking right now, nothing comes to mind and you say, you don't understand, Susan. I'm in the greatest season of my life. Things are marvelous. Then Ask the Holy Spirit, what could take you to an even higher realm? Because separation sometimes isn't just those things that eat away at us. It's the truths we don't know yet. It's the revelations we haven't heard yet that can catapult us even higher in intimacy with Him or His wisdom or His power, His anointing, His love, His compassion, His peace. But He's always hungry. He's just always hungry. He's hungry for us to have a closer oneness with him and and a greater oneness inside of ourselves where there's an abiding peace and a oneness with one another. It's what the plan of salvation was all about. Luke 17. On the way to Jerusalem... Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voice shouting, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. And then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and praising God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise. Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Three different words Jesus used. Go. Show yourselves to the priest and as they went. They were, it's a medical term, and it's a medical term of they were being repaired. Now, we don't know what the ten looked like, but if they were leopards, we know probably some were crippled, some were missing a hand, their eye was gone, parts of their body had been eaten off, and so as they're obeying and as they're going, they're being repaired. I've seen nubs that don't, well, they just can't be described. If you've ever seen a leprous nub, you can't find words for it. And, and they were being repaired, and fingers were growing, and they were being repaired. Life was coming back into the places that had been eaten away at them. And it says, then one of them realized, I'm healed. But the word there was a medical term That Jesus chose is actually where we get our medical term for a catheter. It's a medical term for being cleansed of toxins. It's like a heart catheterization where they go in and remove the blockages. It's a medical term for where not only are you being repaired, but the toxins inside of you that had blocked the flow of life in you, are now being released. And one of them, he he knows he's being repaired, but he feels something different inside. He knows some of the toxins and the blockages, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And he turns and he runs. Now, to some standing, they may have thought his shouting at Jesus was quite inappropriate. You don't shout at the rabbi. But for years and years and years and years and years, he was commanded by law that he must shout constantly. Unclean, unclean. All he knows how to do is shout. He's not used a softer voice tone for a long, long time. And it takes a lot of heart healing. Before your voice tones begin to change, so he shouts. Jesus is amazed. He's like, of oh, the ten, the other nine, is suggested, knew the Torah, knew the word, and they did not come back. And that day it would have been the other nine were believers. They knew the word, but they, they didn't come back. And this man who knows nothing of the Torah, nothing of the Psalms, nothing of the prophets, this Samaritan has come. Oh my. Jesus was stirred. He was amazed. He was in awe at the beauty of this man's heart and the vulnerability of his heart that he just throws it out there for everyone to see. And Jesus says, you? You are sozo. It's the Greek word. We don't often talk about sozo. We say, oh, it's the fullness of salvation. But sozo was a medical term. It's a medical term for a newborn baby. He said, oh, you're you're like, here's my thank you. I know you're healed of leprosy, but here's my thank you to you, son. Be made whole like a newborn baby with a new mind and a new heart and a new spirit, be made whole like a newborn baby. Somehow this leper knew that going to the priest and seeing the priest was not the key. The key was the man who told him the way. So he runs back to Jesus, heart wide open, And Jesus pours out a thank you on this man that the other nine lepers did not receive. You see, there is a realm in which you receive more. It was the grace and the compassions and the power of Christ that healed the nine. But the one who came back positioned himself to receive the thank you of Jesus. He came heart wide open. You see, receiving the thank you of Jesus cannot be done cognitively. Because it's not a cognitive thing. The man ran to Jesus heart wide open. Jesus' heart was amazed and he responded heart wide open deep to deep. And a realm of wholeness was released that could have never been gained through just cognitive interaction with Jesus. It's like Abram. Abram's believing for a son. Abraham's promised a son. And God is so moved. Abraham comes with his full heart, and he believes, and God says, I know you asked for a son, but I'm so moved. I'm going to make you the father of nations. You have moved me with your faith. Ruth comes with her heart wide open to Naomi saying, I'm going to follow you anywhere. I want your God. God's heart is so moved. Ruth's just putting her heart out there. He says, Ruth, Moabite, the cursed tribe, from you will come the lineage of my Messiah, my son. David commits murder. David commits adultery. What he realizes wakes up to what he has done. He repents. His baby dies. He falls on his face before God and cries out for grace and mercy. And he rises up. And he begins to worship and follow. And in Acts 13, God says, David's a man after my own heart. He did all I asked of him. You see, David was a man of grace. He ran open-hearted to God, flaunting, if you will, his weaknesses, his needs, his struggles, and wide open before God, saying, God, be all you can be to me. And God goes, oh, my God. I'm so grateful, David. You believe my grace. You believe my love. Here, I stamped this on your life. You did all I ever asked you to do. It's a different realm of kingdom. It's a different realm of his thank you. It's not here where you're just obeying and and saying, oh, everybody struggles with this. Everybody has stuff eaten up at them. Everybody's this. That's true. You have a high priest who has compassion. But we are not of this world. We are a people who have the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living available to us with the power of the Holy Spirit. Constantly here going, I'm not condemning you, but how can I help you? How may I assist you? Please, just be open-hearted with me and invite me to be fully the Spirit of Christ and in you, and I will take you to a place where you will amaze him with your utter dependence. And he will do things for you and through you that you cannot ask the exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all place is when you're in his thank you in Mark 14 a woman comes in she's going against every form of separation it's a men's gathering she shouldn't come in she comes in she's not even invited in the men are murmuring and complaining and talking as she's walking through and Jesus finally has to quiet them And she comes in and she does what's unheard of She anoints him on his head. And only people of the highest honor and status can anoint on the head. Because an anointing on the head meant you were anointing the high priest and the king. And this common woman comes in, bust through every separation. Jesus is amazed. And what's his thank you to her? He rises, protects her, says, you leave her alone. She's done a beautiful thing for me. She has met me heart to heart. And then, to me, this verse has always been the most, one of the most stunning verses in all of Scripture. And we as ministers haven't obeyed it yet. He said, as long as you preach the gospel about me, you talk about this woman. Because she positioned herself for his thank you. He he simply loves you, dear ones. And sometimes we're operating with ceilings because we don't realize there's so much more he wants to pour into us and give us. And the way we think, the way we handle emotions, the things of our spirit, relationships, finances, ministries, jobs, it doesn't matter what you name it. In every realm of your life, there's another whole realm of goodness he wants to give to you. We could be here a long time going through those in scripture who received his extraordinary thank you that took them even above covenant promises to a whole new realm. And they all have one thing in common. They were open hearted people. They were honest about what was in their heart. Honest about giving it to Jesus honest about utter dependence upon him and when they messed up honest about it and they just kept running back to him and running back to him and he's just moved and overwhelmed. Because as some of you hear me say so often, I don't think you begin to understand scripture until you understand that perfect love is perfectly grateful. And that he is... Perfectly grateful for you. Just the fact that you believed his son is the Messiah, the Savior. The father's grateful for you. You call out to him. He said my name. Every little tiny thought, word, heart. He's grateful. Thank you. Thank you. We've let things in sometimes that eat away at us. And sometimes it's teachings that we've heard that aren't very accurate that make us feel like from the Word, we got to work, 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 and i got to confess, 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 i got to do, do, do. And then God will be good, hopefully. But if there's anything inside, is the least bit separating kind of makes you feel battled inside or relationally or with him dear ones that's the seed of leprosy and it's going to eat away at you and it's going to eat away at the great realm of blessings that he wants to give to you but he's the one who heals leprosy He's the one that repairs that place in us and cleanses it and makes it whole and you see we all are vulnerable to having leprosy spots because we live in an ungodly world and Satan wants to wound the heart of the father and the best way to wound the heart of the father any form of separation where we're separated from God's love or we battled in ourselves in relationships now, at least you misunderstand me. I'm not saying the burden is on you to be in glorious, wonderful, sweet, darling relationships with everyone. That's not biblical. There were sometimes in Scripture God said, walk away from that. But it means in your heart you bear no malice. You bless that person, but you walk away. And when Paul said, as far as it's within your power, be at peace with everyone— Scripture's very reality-based. Some relationships are not good for you. But make sure there's no separation between you and the Spirit of God, you and yourself, you and him. You see, dear ones, you, you and I have what, to me, is an unspeakable honor we can bless the heart of Jesus. After all these years of being with him, I still find that to be an immeasurable grace. We all have a small glimpse of how much he has suffered on the cross for us. We all have a small glimpse of how gracious he is with us. And he just keeps loving us and loving us and loving us and and he is so high and glorious and mighty in and love. And, and we can bless him. I can put him in awe. I, I can make Jesus be amazed. So amazed. He's like, what? Oh, I have to release another realm of my thank you. Don't you find that Amazing. You have the power to amaze Jesus. So this leprosy thing, we have to just get rid of it. You know what I mean? And when it tries to come back, we just stand our ground and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. That we don't want anything inside of us that limits our revelation to go higher in him or limits our intimacy with him or limits the peace and the wholeness in our heart and limits us having his discernment in relationship. We, we don't want separation. That's what his prayer was all about when he said, Oh, Father, may they be one with us and one another. So, in all gentleness, I would say, awake, my friends. And say, do you have any leprosy inside? Do you have any kind of thing eaten away at all? Or anything separating? I have this good picture for you. In Leviticus 13 and Leviticus 14. There is such a diagnostic manual for leprosy that it is far greater in specificity than even medical journals. If you are a medical person, read it. You'll be amazed. And then, when it's time to bring the final cleansing and healing to someone with leprosy, this is what the priest did he would take two live birds. Now, in Hebrew literature, if you take two of the same thing, it's not two different things. It's considered one bird in two different seasons of the bird's life. He takes two birds. He puts one bird in an earthen vessel. And as he's pouring fresh water over that bird. In an earthen vessel, he kills the bird. Then he takes the live bird with a piece of wood, a scarlet yarn, and a piece of hyssop, which is an herb for healing. And he dips the live bird into the dead bird's blood. And puts the blood. On the leper. For healing. Do you see the picture of Christ? A bird. In an earthen vessel. Jesus told us. Fresh water is the Holy Spirit. As the fresh water. The Holy Spirit was flowing over Jesus. He was killed. The piece of wood is the cross. The scarlet thread is the blood covenant. The hyssop is his healing. And then the live birds dipped in the blood. And as that was put upon the leper. If you continued reading, you would find then they sacrificed the lamb. And then this one who had been so eaten up, so disfigured, so deformed, is now whole, and the priest anoints him with the blood, and anoints the former leper with the oil to send him back into the community whole. And that's what Jesus did for this one leper. This is what he longs to do for you in any situation that's eating away at you. Or if nothing's eating away, anything that's keeping you from going to the next realm in Jesus. I want to invite you to stand with me for a moment if you will. In the spirit of Leviticus 14 and the power of the blood. I want to invite you to a place of healing. In a few moments, we're going to take communion. And as we do, I just want to invite you in the privacy of your heart to ask your high priest Jesus to just sprinkle you with blood in any situation that may be eating away at you or robbing you of life or distracting you or thought or emotion Or just anything that's a quiet ceiling from going higher with him. Okay. Tonight we're going to take communion in the same way that the persecuted church does in Asia and Middle East when they're in prison together. The lead knocks on his jail cell three times and then you knock back if you are a believer. And then without speaking a word, they will take em. see yourself taking the blood. Father, your son is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I thank you that you are even now sprinkling the power of your blood and anointing with oil all my brothers and sisters. And anything and everything that has a ceiling on them going higher in you, or that's eating away at them, we loose it from them in the name of Jesus. And we ask the oil of the Holy Spirit to come and empower them. Give them strength far beyond themselves, wisdom beyond themselves, love beyond themselves. And for some, Lord, give them a greater love for themselves. and your protectiveness of the peace of their beautiful hearts. Jesus, you love them. And I believe that their childlikeness, their humility, and their hunger tonight has moved your heart. And I ask Jesus in the name above all names, The name is it above all things, before all things, and has supremacy in all things. I agree with the Father's heart that another realm of his thank you will manifest in their lives. And that there will be a shift from this point forward. And they will know this is Jesus. This is because of Jesus. Jesus. He's repaired me. He's cleansed me. He's making me whole from the things that ate away at me. He's taking me to a different realm of rest and utter dependence in him. A fountain of strength is opening up inside me. And a river of peace like I never knew. And Father, these brothers and sisters are made in your image, and just like so much separation can break your heart is, it breaks our hearts. That's a sad thing, so heal their hearts. And give them eyes to see the oneness with you, and to see the places in their life, and the relationships in their life where oneness is and let them cherish and celebrate and let us run to you. When separation comes knocking on the door, let us run to you like the leper and just say thank you. I'm not going back to the leprosy, God. I'm running to you. And let a cataclysm joy erupt in them in these days of oh my goodness I just depended upon Jesus for that I, I touched his heart he's amazed Let joy arise within them at the miracle of the grace that we can encourage you Lord we can bless you and when you are surprised by our dependence and our open heartedness you just swing wide the windows of heaven What an incomprehensible good God you are. And we glorify you. In the name of Jesus, amen.